Welcome to the Future of Dentistry podcast series powered by Dr. Bicuspid and Keystone Industries. In this series of seven interviews coming from the Dental Trade Alliance meeting in Bonita Springs, Florida, you'll hear from experts from around the dental industry about what they are anticipating in 2024 and beyond. Let's get started. The Future of Dentistry podcast series is powered by Keystone Industries, helping dentists and dental team members with their preventive and laboratory needs since 1908. Learn more at dental.keystoneindustries.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dental Trade Alliance Annual Session here at Bonita Springs, Florida. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the editor-in-chief for DrByCuspid.com. Honored to be joined by Dean Brown, Chief Behavioral Officer and Social Listening Innovator. Doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for being on. I know you just got off the stage talking yeah. to the DTA audience about social media. That's right. Hot topic for a lot of dental practices out there. Our dental sure. team members who are listening, just going to start with the big 30,000 foot view question. What's the biggest misconception or mistake we're making on social media? Yeah, I think the first, well, I'd say it's really twofold. Number one, it's assuming that social is just what you know about social. <laughs> I think that's a, you know, that's a big one. And I think the, the branch off to that is that there's, so much more that's happening, I'd say, underneath the surface of the major channels. Uh, not to say the major channels aren't also important, but, you know, when you get into things like Reddit and some of the sub forums and, and message boards that um, there's just a lot more to it. And I think we often bring our own personal use perceptions in uh, and not understanding, you know, what, what it means for our workforce and, and where they go to get answers and peer understanding about what the choices they should be making. Was you used was Reddit, and yep. there's a dental billing. Thread. Oh yeah, yeah, an entire subthread on dental billing. Yeah, it's fascinating how in depth people are going onto Reddit. Right? Is that something we'd be paying more attention to? I think absolutely, and the the big reason why it, I think they're being so candid is because it's anonymous. But what's interesting is they wouldn't be candid if they weren't also going to receive answers. And so they're giving very thorough background to their questions and they're receiving really thorough answers back in many cases. So, you know, when we saw everything from, you know, the young dentist who's uh, uh, inheriting the practice and, you know, you know, wants to know what, what, what's the first few equipment I should upgrade, you know, that's an incredible conversation. You know, I think would be important for anyone at the DTA, you know, DTA members to look at. But then also you just see the office managers, right? Look at what skills should I know? You know, how do I improve myself? I'm talking about my career really openly. And you can see why they wouldn't do that on, you know, LinkedIn in their own name. But when they can connect with, say, another office manager anywhere else in the country, they're getting some great discussion with industry that they wouldn't get on another channel. And, and part of, and this is my opinion, I'd love your thoughts, part yeah. of the good and bad of social media is the ads right. that we can do on Twitter. That's right. Twitter, yeah. It is, is that something to, it's bad for our dental listeners, we lurpers and kind of seeing what other people are saying and kind of learning some of those things that from. I think lurking is the way to go. I mean, in fact, I, I mean, I remember I spent the first half of my career, I feel like telling people they didn't need to be on Pinterest, like, you know, brands did not need it. said, look, I'd rather you make things that are pinnable before you rushing out onto Pinterest. I think this, it's the same here. It says, Use it at the very minim, minimally for just data gathering, behavior gathering first. Um, there's definitely, it, here's the thing, if there's negativity out there, whatnot, you should just want to know that that's out there informing people, okay. you know? So I think that's part of it is just make sure you really get, use it at, the, at first, listen, and then decide, do you need to be a presence there? 
you know, officially or not. And would you be accepted as a presence there? Yeah. But I think that this is kind of building on it. It's a little bit of a tangent, but I think we also get stars in our eyes about our own social media channels. And then we tend to only look at them, the interactions that are happening there to determine whether we feel we have a handle on social or not and not getting out of our comfort zone into some of these other channels to at least listen and just see what's the what's the rest of the story. Okay. And, and is part of the rest of the story figuring out how we brand our, our own business? Absolutely. That's where, are you already on there? You know, are you not? You know, you know what's the... Um, it, it, I, absolutely. I think the, whether it's branding, also whether or not, you know, the personalities that are involved, right? You know, the... Is it your practice name that's that's what's being talked about or the specific dentist, you know, for example? Um, but I d absolutely, I think that's important to know, again, do you come up in comparison when people are asking, you know, asking for questions? And that changes based on the demographic of who you're talking about. You, know, you think about the people who move into a new region and need a new dentist or need X, Y, or Z. And, you know, they're just get through it's like, you know consensus not comparison because everyone they're hearing from probably has only had one dentist in that region you know so just know how are you portrayed you know i think is a big part of that love that part because we're not only just talking about your your team members or you being on social media but your your customers absolutely so this consumers out there that's right one thing i'm hearing and i'd love your opinion yeah. is that there are a lot of a lot of the uh the millennials and younger generations of charming other with the TikTok, the Instagram, right, all those good things. And some of the older dentists aren't as comfortable, but they're still turning things over to the team. That's right. That's right. I think that's a legit gap. It is definitely a knowledge gap. And I think, but I, I the other thing I would say, though, is that it's, it's about also looking at that broader, broader social experience, too, because it's also those those forums and those message boards. So I think it's about taking stock of, look, what reaches the target you're trying to work for? work with you know whether you're a dta member that's more of a maybe it's a b2b to c you know kind of play um but it's like look at the stakeholders you're trying to reach and then say okay who is trying to reach them who am i going to ask internally to go reach them do they line up you know do they line up generationally and i would also say sometimes it's not about generation it's about life stage you know i mean whether it's you are you trying to grab those parents you know then the, i think it'd be more beneficial not to have the youngest person in the room in charge of social you know, it'd be, okay, well, if you're targeting parents, then have a parent, right. you know, be the one that's in charge. And so I think it's less about everyone can learn. We heard this on stage, actually, uh, from Kim, you know, everyone can learn a skill, you know, I think, but it's mindset. And I think that's absolutely true with social media. Look at the mindsets we were trying to attract, make sure somebody has the right mindset. Anybody can figure out how to do TikTok if they needed to. Um, but I think it's really about matching that behaviorally and you'll have much more success. When I think of certain social media channels, I, I put demographic buckets, and maybe that's a fallacy on my part, but like my mom is so active on Facebook in her mm -hmm. 80s, and yet I know my daughter is TikTok. Right, right. Is that a fallacy, or is that really where we see things like Here's the thing. I think, you, I think there are some underlying truths to those in the sense that they are more comfortable with the social media that allows them to talk to the people they want to talk to. Okay. So... Whether it's your mom, whether it's my, my parents share a Facebook account. So, you know, they're like Ed, Judy, you know, um, and, you know, they like Facebook because they can keep up with their friends. They can keep up with lots of the family. They know we're going to post grandkid pictures, you know, um, so it's that pipeline for them. 
but I also know a lot of Gen Xers that that also are about Facebook. I know also though that there's often a very clean, you know, work-life balance. Life I'll talk about on Facebook, work I'll talk about on LinkedIn. Right. So I'd say it's I'll kind of go back to that to say it's it's definitely life stage, maybe more than generation, because you know, that younger Gen Z or even millennial, whether or not they have a kid may determine which social media channels they're on. Is it private or not? On Instagram, you know, the ones that had a very public, tried to even be an influencer, that all of a sudden got private when they had a family. And, you know, so I, the, 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 um, the trick can break down a little bit when we start looking at it that way. But there, you are right. I definitely think there's some stratification of the channels. People are just way more comfortable, you know, on some than they would be on others. And then mostly it's exposure. And, and you mentioned kind of the, the privacy of the account. How much do you see yeah. people separate who they are at the dental practice mm -hmm. versus who they are on social media? Oh, that has been a thing for, I mean, what, probably 20 years now. I mean, even back to MySpace where people have, you know, all, all, all MySpace profiles. Um, but I actually think that's, I think it's that, that work-life separation especially, though, is really interesting. I was actually just at the Healthcare Internet Conference literally uh, yesterday, and it was really fascinating. Someone was asking, uh, sort of collecting Instagram accounts so they could tag them. And they asked, there was like a group, about six people in a row. All but one said, I'm not going to give it to you. Mine's private anyways and couldn't tag me. And it was interesting hearing that from people out loud. And so, again, even that idea that I personally might post for this group, but I still might, I still absolutely could follow a brand, right? And like interact in that way. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's an interesting universe right now. But that need for separation while at the same time on LinkedIn wanting everyone to, to, you know, praise what I'm doing because it's going to help me get my next gig, right? So, yeah, it, I think it, it, it does vary. And I do think people are getting very specific at what they use a particular account for. Sure. And I think that that silo, I think, will stay, especially as people get more and more nervous about privacy. Absolutely. We're all Dean Brown, the Chief Behavioral Officer, Social Listening Innovator for Feedback. So, Dean, one thing I'm asking all of them, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Uh, everybody here in Florida is answering this question. What's a trend you're watching heading into 2024 or something listeners need to know? So I don't mean to terrify all of your listeners, but for me, it's workforce. Uh, we did a study a year ago on pharmacists, and we said flat out there will be pharmacy strikes. They're going to be coming, and we picked Walgreens to be the first one to have it. And one year later, that absolutely came true. So I think it's about watching those behaviors, understanding where some of that is going. And again, whether it affects you directly or maybe affects some of your suppliers or your patients universe. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that is a trend to absolutely watch. I don't just mean that from the standpoint of like labor unrest, but I just mean in terms of burnout, all of that that's happening on different aspects of, of healthcare right now, I would continue to keep an eye on that. So where do we get more information? Reach out to you with questions. Learn more about sure. Well, first off, you can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Dean Brawl. There's no other Dean Brawl. Uh, and then I also discoverfeedback.com. Please feel free to reach out to us there, too. We've got some great articles there that might be interesting. Awesome. Dean, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We'll be back soon here from Bonita Springs, Florida at the Dental Trade Alliance meeting. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be back soon.